Ladies and gentlemen, America today is full of characters. And if you don't believe me, take a look around our nation's capital. But folks, what is truly missing from our country is true character. The kind of character that will lead our nation with a moral compass in a forward direction. The problem? The United States does not know what she wants to be. And as a result, we have turned and put our faith where it shouldn't be. We have turned to those individuals who claim that they and their representative party can unite our country, bring our people out of poverty, end racism, defeat disease, and redistribute wealth. Folks, I'm here to tell you that all of this cannot be done by humankind. And why? Because for far too long we have put our faith above God and instead placed it in the hands of the faithless servants of greed and power. Today, on the day of semblance of equality, as many celebrate Martin Luther King Jr.'s birth, I bring before you the conversations that all Americans should have around their churches, communities, and dinner tables. And it will be these conversations and return to godly principles that will save our nation's sanctity and the souls of our people. You are listening to the Vegetius View Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Wright. Let's get started. In 1983, President Ronald Reagan signed into law the federal holiday observing the birth of civil rights activist Martin Luther King Jr. And since that time, many across the nation have used this time and this day as a means to enjoy a day off from school or work, but while others have used it as a platform to continue the work of Dr. King, fighting for the continued unity across gender, racial, and social divides. But Martin Luther King Jr.'s works have spread like wildfire across our nation's communities and classrooms, and for some, they have used his works to end what they call the continued racial divide in the United States. King's I Have a Dream speech has echoed across every corner of our country. But today, I want to take a look at some more notable quotes of Dr. King and how the country, coupled with the teachings of God Almighty, can see how we have incorrectly interpreted these lessons, which have allowed for the demoralizing and the destruction of our nation. As I stated earlier, the United States is chopped full of characters, with each person's set of convictions. Our country's founding fathers built a nation from the ground up on some of these convictions, and two of the most paramount were the love of man and the fear of the Lord. I hate to state that today, our nation has rebelled against these principles, and as a result, we have paid the highest price. In 1963, Dr. King stated, The ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in moments of comfort and convenience, but where he stands at times of challenge and controversy. Like so many before him, Martin Luther King Jr. firmly believed that if you believed in something, let your voice be heard. It was his voice and the thousands and millions of others that brought real action to end racism in this country. But today, in 2021, we stare down the barrel of agitation and fear. Perpetrated by today's media, it has kept 
the pot stirred in seeing people by their skin colors rather than the measure of their worth. Rather than a person being labeled just as a person, we have resorted to male or female. We have redefined what God defines to include non-binary, gay, or transsexual. In media reports and writing, we use race as an adjective. No longer is a person, politician, or pundit. Instead, they are black or white, or Democrat or Republican first. Even before we mention a person's name, we allow today's media to say their skin color, political party affiliation, or agenda or stance beforehand. Suddenly, any convictions or opinions about that person are instantly chastised by those people or groups who disagree. Today's media beats the drum of ending racism, but is the propagator and spearheader of division. Social media platforms further divide our nation, allowing for some unruly bantering and excluding those with differing opinions. The goal of inclusivity has now left millions excluded. A real sense of reverse discrimination ensues. The result is this. Convictions, no matter how differing, get lost to those who believe theirs is much more superior. The conversation breaks down and the vicious cycle begins all over again. But perhaps my favorite quote by Dr. King is this. A genuine leader is not a searcher for consensus, but a motor of consensus. Today's elected officials and politicians have forgotten who they are and who they represent. But it isn't all their fault. And why? Because as a nation, we have forgotten who we are, where we came from, and what we should be believing in. Our country is lost, ladies and gentlemen. We have lost our way and the godly convictions that built our nation and preserved our freedoms. Simply put, we have placed our faith in the wrong leaders and believed in those who wish to search and pander for consensus instead of making them accountable for molding that consensus. Democrats and Republicans, liberals and conservatives have never been further apart in their beliefs. East Coast versus West Coast, North versus South, America has become victim to its labels and defunct leadership. Today's churches, communities, and dinner tables speak of fear instead of faith. We speak of who in Washington will get us out of this mess instead of placing our problems in that of the world before the feet of the true one that conquers all. We pervert the writings of Christ and his faithful followers like Dr. King to suit our needs and pad our pandering agendas. We are baited by the faithless and the soulless who wield our lack of wisdom against American problems and restlessness. Instead of turning to the word for the light, we look to devilish Democrats and repugnant Republicans who tell us what we should feel and what they can do for us. Our nation has become lazy, and that is evident in our leadership. Our country was founded on a small central government for a reason, folks. One tyrant in England or 500 in Washington cannot provide for us what God can provide for us daily. We shouldn't be looking for handouts and repayments of our own money to pacify our nation's people. No, 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 no. For if we genuinely practice the word of God, we should be acted upon the Lord's commandments of loving your God with all of your heart and loving your neighbor 
as yourself. Folks, we have turned our back on the teachings of Christ, and in turn, we have relied on others to do what we can do through God much more efficiently and effectively. Today's leaders, wolves in sheep's clothing, are among us, and they are systematically leading us to slaughter. Our convictions are troubled, and our opinions are poisoned, and we are to blame. We teach our kids that you can get whatever you want with no work. Instead of demanding the best of ourselves, we look to just do enough to get by, pretend that we are weak, and others will surely come to our rescue. We have genuinely turned into a do-nothing society because we have done nothing. We have regressed as a people because we have gotten away from what God commands us to do. We teach tolerance instead of the words given to Moses on the tablets. We teach apathy instead of compassion and action. And we allow leaders who will provide us our pleasures instead of putting into practice what was preached by Christ. The ills of America are vast, and we are all to blame. Life is moving at a record pace because we have fallen victim to our worldly possessions of power. Tomorrow, as our nation celebrates the birth of Martin Luther King Jr., we should continue to celebrate the birth of Christ and His redeeming grace and whose principles we have abandoned and who calls us daily to act in His way, which in turn will bring calm to any storm that humankind can create. Wouldn't that be a real change for our country? This is Eric Wright, and you've been listening to the Vegetius View Podcast.